0: Um, good evening, everyone. I trust God that um, we had a very wonderful day today, Sunday. I trust God that we had a very full time, a very wonderful time in God's presence, and um, that we're doing very great. All right. So um, this is um, this is Deal of Heaven series, and I'll be talking about um, divine appointment orchestrated by open heavens. And then I trust God that I'll be on this series for quite a long time because it's It's why it is not something I could just finish up in a short while. So I'm just going to by the help of the Holy Spirit just go through quite some thoughts on it And then one thing that will happen to you is you're going to be activated into Open into that open heaven. You're going to be discovering your purpose you're going to know how to synchronize yourself with God's agenda part-time. And by the help of the Holy Spirit, you will know how to move. You will receive instructions. The Lord will settle you and bring you into that place He wants to bring you to, into your promised land, importantly. But why this series is coming up is people, many of you will find that purpose. Many of you will find relevance in God's plan and agenda for this end time. And this is also supposed to just help guide you years after years on how to walk with God, how to move with God, how to synchronize your thought with God, how to know when God speaks, even when He's not spectacular, but you're able to stick the code, the speakings of God, even when it doesn't look or appear like it, as it were. Alright, so. Let us us get down to business. All right. So if you're listening to this for the first time, of course, this is the first time I'm also recording as well. So do well to share to friends. Do well to share to people who you're trusting God to understand God's purpose (laughs) for their lives. Also go ahead, share the links, share the podcast. Let many lives be blessed as much as possible. Glory to God. Now, what I'm about to share is what I've been, I've been having this kind of work with God for, for cl- close to seven years now, seven years. So, and I've noticed it walks that way. God walks in that way, and so I want to just bring us into that, you know, this prophetic, prophetic um, um, alignment, this prophetic signal of the Spirit. Glory to Jesus forevermore. So, divine appointment. Funny enough, divine appointment would would make it sound like I'm talking about something that will be of course is spiritual but there is this wisdom of God that brings there's this wisdom of God that makes God hide the supernatural things in the natural now i'm going to explain what i mean many divine appointments were hidden in natural plain sights, and people don't know uh, many of the times so people will say something like i haven't you know i haven't heard from god god does not speak to me uh you hear people say things like i've tried to walk with god now i'm talking to believers who are giving their life to Christ and then they give you these feedbacks and say they find it difficult to hear God, they find it difficult to study, they are not sure if God is hearing them or if God is real. Of course, such person is going to obviously find it difficult to even walk or move or obey God in any instruction because if someone is finding it difficult to hear from God and work with God on a daily basis, how can they instruction, how can they even come into what we call divine appointment? So this is it. Every man on earth born of a woman, born of a woman. I repeat, every man on earth has divine calendars. Glory to God. Jeremiah's 1. Look at what Jeremiah said before you were formed. Let me let me find that for you. He said before, God was speaking to Jeremiah now, and the Lord was telling him that, Oh boy, before you were formed from your mother's womb, I knew thee, and I have ordained you a prophet to the nations glory to God. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1 verse 4. It said, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. In other words, I have separated you, and I ordained thee a Prophet unto the nations glory to God so every divine appointment is only after divine ordination divine ordination many call it predestination hallelujah everyone who has come into time has a divine appointment has divine calendars that their life should flow with glory to Jesus so the Bible also told us concerning Jesus Christ that Jesus was before jesus was born you know there were prophetic words that had gone ahead that he was going to be the savior of the world he was going to be seen for mankind he was going to die for the sins of mankind he was going to you know do so many things and we saw that from isaiah isaiah prophesied it he said the iniquity of him was laid of all of us was laid on him glory to god and you see even when the prophecies were coming concerning Jesus, Jesus also had a calendar. Hallelujah. He also had a calendar because when he came, the Bible told us that until he was he was 12 first and then the bible told us when he was 12 he usually sat down with you know the the people who were doctors of the law who knew who knew about the law, the elders the pharisees the people who were well learned in the synagogue he usually sat down with them and learned but something striking happened. Jesus, at the age of thirty, so there was a particular time that the Lord Jesus Himself, God in the flesh, was synchronizing with God's plan. I wouldn't want to delve into that because there is uh, a man's life we want. I want us to look into about divine appointment. I want you to know that when divine appointment comes on you, nothing natural, nothing is coincidental anymore. Hallelujah. Whenever you are having divine appointment, God is intentional about you. And you know, God's love and intentionality has been well expressed, vast expressed in in saving you. But we are saying now, after you have been saved, after you've given your life to Christ, after now you have been born again, you must now begin to walk according to divine patterns, to the ordination, like he said to Jeremiah, I've ordained you a prophet. Now, you must understand that when God so, so, jeremiah that was on the prophet when god spoke about jesus that he was going to die for the sin of mankind that didn't happen in time that was what was locked up in the heart of god that was god's intention but how does god's intention get manifested on the earth now god's intention god's plan god's preordination of man does not find expression until there is a man to partner and synchronize with it glory to God. This is why we are talking about divine appointment. Remember an appointment cannot be kept just by one person. An appointment must happen between two persons and because it is God and man. So we are saying divine appointment. We are now saying that what was in the heart of God when he formed you in your mother's belly. How does those things, how do they begin to materialize and then how can you in the material? realization or manifestation of it what is your role what are the things you need to know how are you supposed to respond how are you supposed to take your steps that is what we are talking about that's what we are going to be examining what is the environment like how can you sense a divine calendar has started on you Hallelujah. How can you know what are the things to look out for? Because for many people, they don't know that they have divine seasons. Jesus did not step out before 30, he stepped out by the age of 30. And I want you to know if he had gone before 30, there would have been. That 100%, it would have violated the divine calendar, the seasons that God has scheduled under the heavens for him. Glory to God. That is why it is very important we know how to synchronize ourselves with God's plan, with God's purpose. What I'm discussing tonight, this as this is something that I hold in my esteem. This is, this is like my passion. How to synchronize people with the dealings, the purpose, the plans of God and how people can execute it. How they can be confident to say where I am now. I know where I am in God's plan. I know where I'm going in God's plan. I know how to move step by step into the purpose. And the plan of God for the now. Hallelujah. So we have been able to establish that God had a plan in heart before He formed you. And we've been able to also establish that it is that plan manifesting in the earth that brings about you understanding the divine seasons, the divine calendar, or say divine appointment, the times that God had planned, that those things will begin to manifest. And we have been able to establish that the appointment is not just one person. It's two. It takes a two to make an appointment. That you have a role to play. And that also, that even in Every man that you ever saw do great things for God. Every man you've ever seen that were used by God, they knew how to synchronize with this God's plan. Hallelujah. So what I want to look into this this, this evening right now, I want to look into a popular scripture, a popular scripture that also, you know, justice to what we're about to talk about right now and that's about the story of Saul. Hallelujah. I'm going to be using different different Bible story as we move on by the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be talking about different stories but tonight I'm speaking about, I'm, I'm just going to be looking, we're going to be looking about Saul. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel so much, I feel the weight of God's presence. I feel an anointing in the Spirit. I feel an anointing in the spirit that as I'm going to be examining Saul tonight, and I'm not talking of Saul that became Paul, I'm saying Saul, the son of Kish. Are you getting the Benjamite? So I'm going to be looking into his story tonight, and I feel like as I'm speaking about the story and we're looking into it, many will begin to catch and begin to see and begin to gain perspective, right, with what is going on in their lives at the moment. Hallelujah. All right. I'm going to be reading from First Samuel, First Samuel nine, First Samuel nine, verse one, and I'm going to be reading just some couple of verses. He said, "Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zero, the son of Bekorah, the son of Apiah, a Benjamin, a mighty man." Of power, glory, and he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man and a goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward, he was higher than any of the people. Obviously, he meant that this guy was very tall. Verse three, and the axes of Kish Saul's father were lost, and Kish said to Saul his son take now one of the servants with thee and arise go seek the axis hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah I would have loved to just probably just finish finish the story and let's just let just see where we'll end tonight and it, verse four now For Samuel 9, verse 4 now. And he passed through Mount Ephraim and passed through the land of Chalisha, but they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Chalim, and they were not. And he passed through the land of Benjamin, but they found them not. And when they were come to the land of Zoth, Saul said to his servant that was with him, Come and let us return. Lest my father live caring for the asses and take thought for us in other words that let let it not be that this man will be looking for us and saying we've spent so much time where where we're looking for access so i don't i don't think i'll be able to finish let me just rush verse 8 verse 6 now and he said unto him behold now there is in the city a man of god and he is an honorable man all that he had said cometh surely to pass. Now let us go the tither, th- paraventure, he can show us our way that we should go. Verse 7, then said Saul to his servant, but behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not a present to bring the man of God. What have we? And the servant answered Saul again, and said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shaker of silver that we give to the man of God to tell us our way. Mm. That's powerful. I wouldn't. Negli- I wouldn't talk about that. I will just leave that for subsequent series. Verse nine. Before time in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, toss he spake, Come and let us go to the seer, for. He that is now called a prophet was for a time called a seer. Verse 10. Then Saul said to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went unto the city where the man of God was. Verse 11. And they went up the hill to the city. They found young maidens going out to draw water and said unto them, Is the seer here? I'm trying to look for all right let me just let me just give like a summary of of the story here because i don't have much time and then we're going to look into subsequent subsequent episode. we're going to look more deeply into what happened here but one thing i want to draw out tonight was the axe the asses of saul's father was missing And remember, prior this time, the children of Israel were actually disturbing God for a king. They were actually disturbing God. They were disturbing uh, Prophet Samuel now, who was like the judge then. the the, the Bible said the children of Israel looked at other nations and they loved the fact that those ones had kings and then they desired a king from God and then they started pressure and prophet and God said okay okay no problem I'm going to give you a king but remember what I want to bring to you tonight is that for for that divine calendar season to happen over saul's life because the summary of the scripture was in a proce- in the process of saul finding the lost axe he came into contact with that throne he came in contact with kingship a man was looking for an axe god was looking for a king can you imagine that? That is what I'm talking about. Oftentimes, divine appointments, when they start, you will notice that it is either you are looking for something that is not even having anything to do with your with God's plan and purposes for your life. Have you ever heard people say that before they gave their life to Christ, what they were doing, what they were doing, you will notice that what they were doing had nothing really to do with what God wanted them to do. But, so look at what happened. In the process of doing what they were doing, they stumbled upon God's purpose and God's plan for their lives. You will hear Baba Diboye say many things about how he came to be Come a pastor and many things that he went through and we saw that too from 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 paul in scripture paul before before he became he was Saul, formally called saul before he became paul same thing happened as well he was he, he was he was he was a, a a student of Gamaliel, right he learned the law he was learned he was a learned man and you see he stumbled on on that apostolic auction on his way to Damascus, where he was going to persecute Christians. So it's obvious that oftentimes God is looking for a man, but God, but the man is not necessarily looking for God, right? Saul's father's eyes was lost. Saul's, I repeat that again. Saul's father's eyes was lost for Saul to come in contact with that throne, with that kingship, with that anointing to be a king over Israel. His father's house needed to be lost. Now notice, the focus is not Saul's father's acts. The focus is not Saul's father. The focus was, was Saul himself. Are you getting what I'm saying? Often there are many things that surround us. And sometimes they distract us from not knowing that God is looking for us. It wasn't because at the end of the day, when they met the prophet, the Bible said the asses, they returned home. There was only one person that his journey was interrupted. That was Saul, not the ass. The asses returned home, the donkeys returned home. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the donkey that was the focus. As good, as very important, as, as treasurable it was to, to, you know, recover the lost donkeys. But it wasn't about the donkey. And that looked looked, uh, precious and treasurable because if the donkeys were not treasurable, the father, Saul's father, was not going to send Saul and the servant to go look for donkeys. It meant that it was a good cause. It was something good. Probably it cost them a fortune to, you know, have that donkey, right? And now it's missing. Now, this reminded me of a time. Where my dad got got some dogs, uh, two dogs in the house. We had breed them from small, from when they were small. We had put in so much, you know, fed them with milk, milk. I don't know if you know what it cost them to milk, milk, uh, milk, egg. You know, we're giving them good food. And then we were nurturing these dogs I think from around a month two months old or so we were nurturing the dogs and nurturing them so it cost us a fortune to nurture these two dogs male and the female one and then they had grown so big and suddenly one day they got missing (laughs) I could remember my dad my dad threw all of his sons to the streets to be looking for dogs Oh my 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 we look and search for these dogs and it was inside rain we were looking for the dogs it was that serious so i could imagine when Saul's father said they should said they should go and look for the lost donkeys it meant that it was a treasurable, it was it was something important to the family. If not, you won't send your son to go out looking for donkey if the donkey was not precious. And that was going to look like something very good, a good walk or something that was very good for Saul, going to look for look out for. But yet, God had something much more in store for him. I'm telling you tonight, God has something much more in store for you. And right now, I see you two looking for the lost donkey. But you see, it is you that God is actually looking for that is lost. The irony that a donkey is lost, but you are the one lost that God is looking for. And for God to find you that is lost, a donkey has to be lost. Do you get what I mean? There are certain things that you are losing now. There are certain things that are looking like failures around you. There are certain things that are bringing your spirit down. There are certain things that you hold dear to your heart and they are lost. But in your process of it, you stumble upon God's plan for your life. You stumble upon enthronement. Glory to God forevermore. You will hear Kenneth Egan say he walked into that ministry of faith. The word of faith movement, you know, broke out from Kenneth e. Hagin because he was sick when he was small of a particular condition and he was on the deathbed. He was near death experience. And then he broke into that mantle of faith because he was sick now it wasn't about the sickness it was about the man being established and fond in the purpose of God. That is what it's all about. So I see you murmuring, complaining about the lost donkey. My dear, it's not about the donkey because the donkey returned home as soon as Saul met the prophet. But there was someone who couldn't go back home and that was Saul. Glory to God forevermore. And this is the season of divine appointment. And let me bring this to your notice before I round up, that often when you look through that scripture there is there was no thunder there was no fire there was no earthquake mind you there was no whirlwind there was everything was natural and now that's one thing i want to bring to our focus it's always natural the supernatural and divine appointment are hidden not my word they are hidden in every day-to-day life experiences you have But right now, the Spirit of the Lord is activating your sight. Say amen to that. The Spirit of the Lord is activating your sight. The Spirit of the Lord is bringing to your consciousness. That's why we are doing this episode. So that at the end of this episode, you have discovered your purpose and you know how better to synchronize and partner with God on it your eyes are opened and if you are out there you don't yet know God you listen you're listening to this podcast and you don't yet know God you are lost as well I see you looking looking for the lost donkey the lost donkey is not the focus you are the one that God is looking for And I pray for you tonight that you encounter the mercies of God in an unusual way in the name of Jesus. Before I pray for the saints, let me pray for you. If you are out there listening to this podcast and you don't yet know the Lord, you've not surrendered your life to him. Say after me, Lord Jesus, I've come to you today. I've heard your word that it's not about the lost donkey. Lord, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again from the dead. I believe that you washed away my sins. I believe that you have ascended to heaven sitting at the right hand of the Father. Lord, today I make you the Lord and the Savior of my heart. I believe that you have washed away my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you for restoring me. Thank you, Lord, for finding me from where I was lost. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. If you have said that sinner's prayer, do well to message me. I'm, I'm going to drop. I'm going to drop like a contact, how you could reach me on my mail, subsequent episodes or drop comments. Drop comments. Let me know that you said the sinner's prayer. And I pray for every believer listening to me who don't know God's plan, purpose for their lives. They don't even know their divine calendars. Right now, the Spirit of the Lord opens your eyes to see that what you're going through is an opportunity to stumble into that throne in the name of Jesus. Receive fresh sight. Your eyes are anointed with ice house. in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, for your people for their experiencing you in a new way. In Jesus' mighty name, I prayed. Amen. If this blessed you, share and comment, just share all over and make comments and get back to me. God bless you. See you next Sunday when I drop another episode in continuation of this. God bless you.